0: What's up, breakies? Welcome to the breakdown. And if you're here, you already know what time it is. It's time to take a break, break out your Bible so we can get into the Word of God. You ready? Let's go, Mary. Christmas breakies, okay? Merry Christmas, like very, very Merry Christmas. I am super excited about the holiday season, about the birth of our Savior. Um, it's just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that Jesus decided to come down as a baby to live this life, right? As an example to me that I could be pleasing in God's sight, as an example to us that we can live a life that is pleasing in God's sight. And also so that he could die for our sins, y'all. Oh my God, he lived just to die for us, right? Just to save our souls, just to go as a replacement, as a substitute for our sinful selves, Lord God. And so I can immediately just turn whatever I'm saying into a prayer. Y'all see how I went straight from talking to y'all into talking to God. I love God so much. I just love the way that he created me. All of my little kinks and quirks and ins and outs and stuff like that. Like, God, God is amazing. And I'm grateful for him. Like I said, I'm grateful for this holiday season. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere we go. I'm super grateful that you guys decided to join me that I get to be a part of your holiday season okay invite me over for dinner next year I'm gonna let you go with the podcast this year's the next year I need to get a plate okay um <laughs> but no I'm grateful that you guys are here and today we are going to be talking about none other than Luke chapter one I'm gonna get a little bit into that and a few of my favorite parts and and What it did for me and how I felt after reading it, I've been reading it on and off for a little bit um, just because it's the season for it. I've even gone to a Christmas party, a family Christmas party of one of my friends, and they actually like sat down and and read through it a little bit. And it's just it just spoke to me. So I'm going to do that. We're going to talk about it. So press pause on this podcast. Open your Bible, your Bible app, your tablet, whatever you have to Luke chapter one. Read that and when we come back, I'll be breaking it down. Okay. So boom, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So (laughs) I'm super excited. But anyways, so we start off in Luke um, chapter one and Lucas, he's writing to Theopolis and he's like, listen, I know everybody else then wrote this, but you know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to give you my breakdown of it. So Dr. Luke comes and he's like, let me write this to you, Theopolis, because I want you to know everything that happened. and I know that there are other writings that talk about it, but this is my version and you can trust that it's true. Okay. So, (laughs) so he wanted him to know, um, you know, he starts with his salutations to Theophilus and just letting him know that, listen, I wrote this and I want you to be able to read it and know that it's from an honest place. And that's great. And so he gets into it and he starts off by talking about, um, the angel coming to see Zachariah. So Zachariah and Elizabeth were a little bit up in age and Zachariah was in the temple doing his priestly duties and Gabriel comes and he's basically letting him know that, Hey, you're going to have a son. Um, his name needs to be John and he is the one that is going to prepare the way of the Lord. And so you guys remember in Isaiah, um, I feel like I talked about this maybe in the last pod or the pod before, um, where it says the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. So, um, that's what he's telling him basically that you're going to have the son and your son is going to be, um, you know, he's going to pave the way for Christ to come in and that's John the Baptist. And so I just want y'all to know that John the Baptist was called John the Baptist because he was out here baptizing people, not because he subscribed to any of our denominational things out here that we have. <laughs> but anyway, so um, he prophesied to Gabriel came and I guess I, don't, I guess I shouldn't use the word prophesy. He came and said what God said. So maybe it is prophesied to Zechariah concerning that. And Zechariah seemed to have a little bit of doubt, right? He seemed to not quite, um, he couldn't really believe it. He was like, listen, we old, like my wife's old, like how can I even believe this? And guess what happened? Um, basically, um, Dolores shut his mouth. So he wasn't able to speak until it was time for the baby to be born and they were arguing over the name because Elizabeth said that the name was John. This was um, when she had conceived. She said that the name was John and the people were like, no, like there's nobody in your lineage named John. Like You don't need to call him John. And she was like, his name is John. And then so they asked Zachariah and he wrote it down. He said John. And then that's when his mouth was able to open. And that was the first thing that I was like, okay. And so I was really thinking And I I don't like to say stuff out loud because God have the tendency to like test me, or I don't want to say test me, but he have the tendency to take my words and and do it. Like, oh, so you saying this? All right. But I wish that when my faith was struggling, that God would just shut me up for a little bit. Because when we get in spaces where we're struggling with unbelief, like we speak some of the most craziest things. An angel literally talking to this man face to face and he like, I don't know about that. like I'm old and all of this stuff and but an angel of the Lord this is this man was sent by the Lord to speak to you this ain't just some random dude on the street like this is an angel you saw the glory um upon him when he came down to talk to you and you still talking about something oh no we kind of old. and God was like well you know what just be quiet Because I don't need you speaking any negativity over this situation. There's a promise here. Something is about to happen. Your wife is about to birth something that is going to have a major impact on the world. And we don't need your doubt. We don't need your mouth on it. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Not something that Dinara created. It's actually in the word of God. Read the whole thing. I'm sure you'll come across it. Um, but (laughs) But yeah, so there was no time for Zachariah to... There was no room for Zachariah to speak anything negative over this baby, over this birth, over this child, over this situation. And so God was like, nah, you're going to have to be quiet until this is this is brought to, um, to the stage of birth. And then if you get it right, then you can open your mouth. And so when he said, yes, he's, we're going to call him John, then that's when he was able to speak. And so that was good to me because, like I said, we sometimes – speak from a place of what we see or what we know um, rather than a place of faith, you know, like, oh, well, you want me to move, but I can't afford it. Or you want me to speak here, but people don't even know who I am. You want me to write a book, but how is it going to sell? I'm not famous. You want me to do this. You want me to do that, God, but how, but why? Because God doesn't go based on what we see. God doesn't go based on the things around us. He doesn't go based on our lives. He doesn't go based on world statistics. He doesn't go based on what culture believes, right? He goes based on, he is the great and mighty, he is the almighty God. And so even though it looks in our in our physical eyes, it looks impossible with God, all things, okay? Because Gabriel is going to say that a little bit later in this Scripture, but with God, all things are possible. And so that really touched me. So, but we're gonna move on to Mary. And so six, is it five, maybe five or six months into um Elizabeth's birth, Gabriel goes to Nazareth, right? Y'all know Nazareth. <laughs> and um, that's where Jesus is from, of course. And Mary's about to be told about me and his mom. So there we go. Um <laughs> so He goes to Nazareth and he goes to visit Mary and he tells her um, basically, you know, greetings, you're going to basically give birth to the Messiah. And Mary had a few questions. She didn't really, you know, understand, but it wasn't a place of doubt. It was more to like gather a little bit of understanding and Gabriel you know he answered her politely it wasn't it wasn't a uh, zachariah situation i actually do have my bible app pulled up this time because i want to kind of cite a few verses that stood out to me but anyway so he was just breaking it down to mary that hey this is what's going to happen and you're going to give birth to this dude and this dude is about to be what it is okay he is okay. <laughs> he coming and he's coming through you. Um, he said, "Forever, his kingdom will never end." So it's like you're gonna you're gonna give birth to this great king. This is this is the one that um, the prophets have been talking about. This is the one that is gonna come and save the world. Um, and so Mary, she was like, "This is the part I wanted to read." But how can this happen? I am a virgin. So I mean. That's a logical question, (laughs) you know, because she and Mary. Also, Mary was a teenager at the time. I think she was maybe like 14 or something like that. I think maybe 14. I know she was a teenager. I have to go look it up again because sometimes things be slipping my mind. Um, I'm getting old, so pray for me. (laughs) But um, Mary was a teenager and, of course, being a virgin, and the loss back then, you know, the, him telling her like, "Oh, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a baby," and her being like, "How can I?" I feel like a little of that a little of that could have been out of fear as well, though, too, because um, how you come up pregnant, you're supposed to be a virgin. She could have been stoned because people could have accused her of being a liar. But anyway, he replied to her and said the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of god and so he came. he came to her with all of those things and rather than flip out and girl sorry you tripping i ain't the one for it ain't for me <laughs> mary went along with it and he also, this is what, I, this is what I love. This is what I love. He also came with Elizabeth's testimony, right? So he told Mary, he said, also, you know, just in case you need a little help in your faith, because this is how, this is how amazing God is, right? Right. He knows that we need a little push in the right direction. He knows that we need a little nudge. He knows that maybe we need to see something outside of ourselves to help us believe a little bit, right? So I love this. I love this faith push. I also love that um, Mary is is young, right? And Elizabeth is seasoned, right? She's a bit older, well, much older. And he's like, listen, Elizabeth is pregnant right now. And you know, Uh, you know how old she is and all of that. And people thought that was impossible, but with God, all things are possible or whatever. And so I'm sure that that gave Mary like a big push along as far as faith. It's like in our lives, you know, when people testify about things, your testimony is super important, okay? Never believe that your testimony doesn't matter because your testimony matters 100%. And so I say all that because, there's been times where I've been dealing with something and I've either maybe been watching something on YouTube or talking to somebody on the phone or at church and they'll say, they'll talk about their testimony and how God brought them out of that thing or how they were healed from this or how they thought they didn't have enough money to do it, but God provided. And just all of these things and that, and it always give me the reminder, right? It sparks in my memory, Bing! Okay, so God can do it. Bing, okay, I might have forgot a little bit, but you know, Sister Luttrell reminded me that God is able by giving the testimony of this, or you know, my cousin Kia reminded me that God is able by telling me that God did that, or Rochelle reminded me that God is able by telling me about the time when this happened. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm grateful, even in this situation, we see God working in that manner of saying, Well, hey, Elizabeth right now, you know, your cousin, she's she's not even supposed to be having a baby. She's barren, but she's pregnant right now with the one that's going to prepare the way for your baby to come. And so I thought that that was amazing. I really just think that um, as many times as I read this story, I never really read this story. And I know I'll probably read it again another time and get even more out of it. But this time reading it, I was like, okay, God, I see how you moving. I see how you're working. God is so amazing. And I also love verse 37, where it says, for the word of God will never fail. Okay. (laughs) Because period, because it is what it is. That's what it is. This is what God said and it's going to happen. And that's how we have to live our lives. David said, I have fainted lest I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God has a great plan for us. Right. And maybe Gabriel's not down here stopping by your house and telling you what the plan is. However, if you get into his word, however, if you get into spaces of prayer and meditation, allow God to speak to you. Allow God to to lead you. You'll start hearing from God, you'll start understanding what, how God speaks to you. Because, you know, a lot of us, I can't say people don't give visitations from angels because I don't know that. And I feel like God is able to do anything. Um, But what I will say is that that's not a lot of our testimony, right? But how I get to know God's voice and how God speaks to me is through his word, right? It's through prayer, it's through songs and things like that. And the one thing that I know is that God word does not fail. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, right? I will be able to have a good and expected end, right? A good future because God's plans for me are good because I know that the word says that all things work together for the good, right? So the more I dig into the word, I know that God is faithful to perform whatever he set out until the returning of Jesus Christ. Like these are the things that the word says. And so I know, I know that if I'm doing something wrong, I'm going to be held accountable, The whole Old Testament to me was about accountability. Hey, pay attention. You need to pull it together. You are not listening to me. Be obedient. And so I feel like we just need to focus on the fact that God's word will not fail. And so I love that. I love that. I love, I just love God. Okay. Just let me say it again. I, I love God. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus I worship and adore you, just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. I love God so much. Hallelujah. So, okay, I'm going to keep going. (laughs) And so my next part is Mary's response. It says, and Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So Mary said, okay, this is what it is. Then let's go. Mary said, yes. And that right there to me was speaking volumes. And I've been thinking about this for a while. She said yes to carrying the savior of the world in her belly. It's so funny because that song, Mary, did you know? They sing that song and I'm like, she kind of knew. She knew she had something special. Maybe she didn't have an a inkling into, or insight into all of the events that would take place um, that the song sings about. But she definitely knew that she was carrying something special. And she took God at his word and she took it seriously. And there is so much power in that yes. And not only did she take it seriously, but she understood the assignment. Okay. She said, Okay, this is what it is. You said it, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna carry it out the way that you told me to carry it out. Cause in the next few scriptures, she goes and sees Elizabeth. But let's, let's, let's focus on this power in your yes. Because I feel like a lot of times we're fearful of saying yes to God, right? We don't want to, we feel like we're going to lose something. You know, we feel like our lives are going to be boring. We feel like we're going to have to separate from our friends and family, which you may have to not even gonna lie, but there's power in your yes. Your yes could save somebody. Your yes could heal somebody. Your yes could impact people in ways that you would never understand, that you would never believe. Do you think that Mary woke up in the morning and said, they said in school, Mary was probably in about ninth or 10th grade. They said, "Uh, Mary, what you want to be when you grow up? She said, the mother of the Messiah. I doubt it. You know, But God came to her with that um, and he and he chose her for that and she trusted in him. She believed that and she walked that thing out. And I just want to submit to us that sometimes, not even sometimes, but when God tells us something, when we know that we are chosen for something, when we are being called from something, we need to stop running from it and run to it. Because we need to run towards the call of God because we can trust him. His word will not fail and a lot of times we're not at peace in our lives we're not at peace within ourselves because we're doing so many things outside of the will of God i remember when i was um in the world before i became completely sold out for christ um i used to do everything right i used to be kicking it i used to drink i never used to smoke though so i guess i didn't used to do everything but i definitely used to have a little drink and drink it and- drink 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 a drink like I'm gonna put a couple of drinks on there but <laughs> but um you know there's you know all of these things these choices that I was making in relationships and being promiscuous and all of these things that I was doing and, and in my mind I'm living my best life right I'm doing um what is cool right I'm doing what is good but there was no peace in my heart I didn't feel like I fit in. Um, I would come home with anxiety because why did I do that? Or why did I say that? I'm devaluing myself in the actions that I'm taking. And then I'm coming home and I got anxiety and I'm questioning things. I'm involving myself in um, relationships with people that demean me, you know, that, that demean me, that mean me no good, right? That say good things so that they can get what they want from me, right? I'm, I'm, pouring into people I'm loving on people and none of those things are being reciprocated however it looks good I got the nice outfits I got the cool friends I'm going out I'm dressing nice and all of these things so it's good for me to have it and and it's good for me to hashtag on my socials but I was having a lot of cognitive dissonance right and anxiety was coming because I wasn't being who God called me to be who he chose me to be, I was specifically created for a reason, just like Mary, specific. God knew, just like God told Jeremiah, I knew you when I knew you in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were you. And so it's the same with Mary, it's the same with me. God knows us. He already had these plans for us. And when we're not completely submitted to him, when we're not saying yes, we're living in angst. We're living in a space where it's like, man, this is not me. Or I don't want to say I I don't wanna say I'm saved because I'm not living right. Well, live right. <laughs> and uh, I'm just grateful for Mary's Yes because Mary's Yes saved my life. Mary's Yes saved your life. Mary's Yes is what brought us to the space. Um, Her belief, her faith, her trust in God is what brought us to the place where we are right now, right? Because she birthed the Messiah. She birthed the man who died on the cross for our sins, who saved our souls, literally, who conquered death, hell and the grave so that we didn't have to worry about it. It is so amazing to see. And I just want to submit to us that there is power in our yes, right? Some of us, we have assignments, right? We have assignments in our families. Um, we are the ones that will um, save, you know what I'm saying? Not save in the way that Jesus did, but you know, bring salvation to our family members. We are, we may be the, you may be the only Christ. I may be the only Christ. We may be the only Christ that some people see in our, in our, spaces right even in your work at your job at your cubicle in your office wherever you are at the grocery store you may be the only Christ that somebody sees and so your yes has purpose because I was just talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about just that thing that each of us have where people will just tell us their business right they'll just I could be in an Uber right or I could have gone to lunch by myself or I could have just met somebody at the nail shop, you know, when you're sitting over there in the pedicure bowls or whatever. And people will just tell me and my friend that I was talking to. She's the same way. People tell us their life stories. And if we didn't know God, right, if we didn't know Christ, um, how would we handle it? You know, like, oh, OK, sis. but no, we can either pray there with them or we can pray to God in our own personal time because we have that relationship but without the yes there's no relationship right and so i think that it's imperative that we know that there is power in your yes there is power in saying yes to god but there's even more power in understanding the assignment and i feel like the only way that we're going to understand the assignment is to get into the word is to do what god says do is to just focus, right, to turn our eyes upon Jesus, right, and just become more and more focused on that and more and more intentional about pursuing the things of God. I think a lot of times uh, we get caught up on the things going on around us, you know, it's one of the cliche examples in the Bible, but um, let's talk about Peter, you know, with the with the water walk, right, so Jesus, if it's you on me, come out, so then he comes out, and instead of focusing on Jesus, he's worrying about the wind and the waves. And Jesus is like, Why did you know? Why did you doubt? Don't worry about the winds and the waves. Worry about me. Fix your eyes on me. And I'm gonna keep you stable. I'm gonna keep you steady. This is gonna be like a sidewalk. Not saying that the storm is gonna stop, but if you were to have, if you would have kept your eyes on me, then guess what? You would have walked through this thing walking around. The Chris, hey, I feel like this time it's like a musical because I didn't bust out into song so many times since I've started. But I just said all that to say that marriage, yes, was impactful for the world, for the whole kingdom of God. And I don't want you to think that, oh, well, I'm not birthing no Messiah, but what are you birthing, right? What anointing is in your belly that God is trying to get you to birth but you're not following the directions. You're not heeding the call, right? I'm steadily asking you to preach, right? I'm I'm asking you to start that Bible study, right? I'm asking you to just go and lay hands on the person in the other room. I'm asking you to tell your testimony. I'm asking you to share with people what I've done for you, right? I'm asking you to donate a few extra dollars. Um, I'm asking you to give that homeless man your sandwich. I'm asking you, you know, what I'm saying to reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time because something's going on, but you're fighting these things. And those are things that you're, yes, we'll change something for somebody else a lot of times we think about ourselves right we think about ourselves it's about me right i don't want to do it because it's going to be uncomfortable if i call them i, don't, I only got seven dollars and you want me to give them 350 then i need gas for the rest of the week i you know i don't have enough time to go volunteer down there i work eight hours a day and i need time for my kids and family and god is like listen All I need is your yes and the rest will fall into place. And so I'm super grateful for Mary. I'm grateful for her faith. I'm grateful that she believed enough in the words of God, right? She believed enough in God that when Gabriel came to talk to her, she said, okay, you know, I I got it. I I feel you. I'm going to do it. I trust you. If you said it, if God said it then that's what it is. And I'm grateful for that. And there's one more scripture that um, is in Luke 1 because Mary had went to visit Elizabeth. And I'm just going to read this whole part. It starts at chapter 39. I mean, not chapter 39, verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zachariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. You are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. Do you believe that the Lord will do what he said? because that's where the blessing is the blessing is walking by faith and not by sight the blessing is believing god even though it looks crazy mary's 14 14 15 years old with about to give birth god told her you're gonna birth the messiah he's gonna save the world and she believed it. she walked it out she said oh i need to go see elizabeth Elizabeth had John in her belly and Mary comes, right? Shows up and John in her belly leaps, right? So now the baby in her belly kicks when Mary shows up. There is something inside of you that God has placed inside of you that is going to have such an impact that when you enter a room, spirits inside of other people are going to leave them. Demons are going to tremble. They're going to be like, let me get out of here because salvation is here. They're going to be like, it's going to be like people's, the Holy spirit within people is going to be like, Oh, that's a kindred right there. They're going to know, but it's not until You walk in that. Yes. Right. It's not until you submit wholly to God and what he's asking you to do. It's not until you become obedient to the will of God. And even though sometimes we don't understand the will of God, sometimes we don't know what the will of God is. It's even enough to just be like, God, I'm not sure if this is right and I don't want to be outside of your will. So help me. So help me. So give me the guidance. Give me a sign. God's okay with that. God's okay with the questions. Now, if you question and trying to be snarky and smart mouth, then you might end up silenced like Zachariah. But if you're questioning because you're trying to figure out next steps and how to engage in the next, you know, part of this thing, then God is probably going to be like, okay, this is, this is what it is. And this is what I need you to do. I was talking to a friend and we're talking about moving forward. We're talking about starting over. We're talking about life and how. We love God so much that we don't want to be outside of his will and we both have major decisions in front of us, right? And I was just thinking and I said, listen, friend, I said, I don't think that God is going to punish us for trying not to be outside of his will, for our attempts at trying to continue to be in his will. I think if we move forward saying, God, I don't want to be outside of your will. He'll let us know, hey, this is outside of my will and you need to stay where you are. You don't need to make that next move. Um, Man, y'all, man, God is so amazing in that way, in the way in which he loves us and in the way in which he guides us. He's a keeper. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And the more that we seek him, the more that we will know him. The word says in uh, it says it in Peter. I don't remember which Peter, but read the whole Bible is in there. It says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness, right? And then it goes on and it talks about all of the things that we have. It's like, it's almost like the keys to stuff. Like it was so good. And it was um, Dale at church. He was reading it to me and I was just like, I really needed that. It was at a point where I really needed to hear it. And I can't remember exactly where it is, but I'm just saying all this to say you guys that there is power in your yes and you can trust God and you can trust his word and once you begin to get into that word God's voice will become more clear and more clear and more clear and more clear so no maybe Gabriel won't show up in your living room maybe he won't show up at your church but if he does that would be great tell him I say hey. but if he doesn't get into the word of God get into prayer. And get into a place where you are trying to hear God speak, where you you want to hear him speak. Give him a minute or so. Say, okay, God, I'm going to be quiet. And, you know, even when your thoughts pop up and things of that nature, write those things down. Um, if you feel like, oh, no, that's way out the way. That's definitely not God. Then pray about that and say, God, I need to get my thought life right in order so that I can hear you. I need to clear some of this stuff out. I need to clean out my closet in order that I can hear you better. Help me do that. But the one thing that I want us to know is that there is power in your yes, right? Your yes is going to impact everybody around you. It's going to impact everybody around you, whether they tell you, hey, your yes impacted me or not. Best believe it's impacting them. When you're carrying yourself as a child of God, when you're being obedient to the ways of Christ, it impacts the people around you. They're going to see it. Honestly, they're going to be blessed just based off of your blessings. Blessings will be overflowing so much off off of you that the people around you will be blessed. I am a firm believer that wherever my feet tread, the ground is blessed. Whatever room I enter, the people in there are blessed. And it's not because of me. It's because of the God within me. It's because of what God has given me, what he's granted me me with my obedience and laying my life down and saying, I don't want to be outside of your will. And yes, the devil does come and he says, and he does, and he moves, but that's his job. But you know what? He's a loser. Literally, literally we are called to victory. We are called to be victorious. And when we remember that, when the enemy comes in like a flood, it's like, brah you got to go. You lost already. You, victory belongs to Jesus. Thanks be unto God that causes me to triumph, right? He makes me victorious. I already won because of Jesus. And so when we say yes, we can have that peace and we can walk in victory. There's this song <laughs> and I'm not going to see the whole song because I don't want no copyright stuff. But um, it's a guy here in um, Ohio where I am right now. He wrote it and it was saying, walk in your victory, live in your victory, declare your victory. And I really just love that bridge because it's like, yes. Okay. Because I'm going to walk it. Okay. I'm going to say it out loud. Okay. And I'm going to live it. It becomes a lifestyle. Victory is a lifestyle. And once we get that yes down pat, and once we begin to do what God said, do right. Once we begin to walk that thing out with confidence, Mary said, you said it. Okay. Then it is what it is. I'm going to do it. And she walked that thing out and look where we are now. Right. We, de- we deserve to be in hell, but her yes provided us a means of not suffering that. And all we have to do is choose life. <laughs> I've said before your life and death, and I'm going to give you the answer. Right. Choose life. God told the children of Israel that. He said, choose life for the sake of your children and your families, okay? Choose life, y'all. Say yes. There is power in your yes. There is power in your yes. There is power in your yes. Say it with me. Say, there is power in my yes. There is power in my yes. Glory to God, beautiful people. This has been the season finale of The Breakdown. I am super grateful that you decided to join me. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Gifts are good. Family is great. But make sure that you put a little extra love for the Lord, okay? okay, because he deserves it. Glory to God. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out and I will catch y'all in season two of the break. Hallelujah, God. We thank you. We love you, Lord God. We thank you that you decided to visit us on this earth, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you that you came as a baby, Lord God, and lived those 33 years, Lord God, showing us that it's possible for us to do it, Lord God, that we can live a life pure and holy, a life pleasing in your sight, Lord God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah that you sent your son, Lord God. Your word says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life god we thank you for the opportunity for the everlasting life lord god we thank you that you saw fit to do it that you said yes to the cross Jesus that even you submitted you said not my will nevertheless not my will but thine be done lord hallelujah we thank you for your yes jesus hallelujah because mary said yes hallelujah you were able Able to say yes, God. And so we thank you for it, Lord God. Let us walk our lives out in victory, Lord God. Let us walk the path that you have set before us, Lord God. Help us to get into our words, Lord God, and just study, Lord God, so that we can learn you, Lord God, so that we can know you better, Lord God. Help us to have better prayer lives, Lord God, for intimate relationship with you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Help us to walk this thing, God, Lord God. Remind us that there is power in our yes, Lord God, that there is so much impact left yet to be had in this world, Lord God, and that we can be a part of bringing the kingdom, hallelujah, of heaven to earth, Lord God. We thank you for it now, Lord God. We thank you for your presence, Lord God. I Lift up those that may be feeling lonely this holiday season, Lord God, that you will wrap your arms around them, Lord God. I come against the, the, whew, thank you, Jesus, the spirit of anxiety and depression, Lord God. There are people who need healing, Lord God. I lift them up to you, Lord God. Their family members are sick, Lord God. I lift them up to you, Lord God. There are families with broken relationships. I lift them up to you, Lord God. And I just pray that your will be done, Lord God, in everybody's circumstance, Lord God, and that your will be done in everybody's situation, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I thank you for the breakies, Lord God, the way that they listen, Lord God. And I pray that while we are on that, this break, Lord God, that they will be blessed, Lord God, that their testimony will be that you cannot, God, you will not, Lord God, and you did not fail, Lord God. I love you. I'll give you glory and honor and praise, Jesus. Hallelujah. In your mighty name, I pray this prayer. Amen another episode of the breakdown in the books i definitely appreciate you guys for listening for coming through for pulling up on your girl if you have any questions comments or concerns feel free to reach out to me at d-a-n-a-r-a-r-e-n-e-e at gmail.com that is denara renee at gmail.com until next time The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen.